Hello, welcome back to the Gray Space Podcast. I am Gray, this is my space. We're having technical difficulties in the studio and I'm totally not upset about it. I'm totally not letting it get to me. It totally isn't bothering me at all. Be ridiculous if it did. You might notice there's some weird lighting going on if you are watching and not listening. And the reason there's some weird lighting going on is because I'm just trying to figure out this setup I love sitting on the bed for the podcast. I love that vibe. My string lights that I have in my room are just not enough lighting. Excuse me, I burped. Even though I want them to be because that like cozy vibe is what I'm trying to emulate in this podcast and it's not working, I don't think. Which is frustrating. So I have a sunset lamp propped up at the moment. Not sure how I feel about that. I'm also a little frustrated. Um, I'm gonna get into today's topic, but I'm also gonna talk a bit. I'm a bit frustrated for a few reasons. Um, The house is a mess right now because me and my girlfriend had a friend come and stay with us for the weekend and we all just hung out because she lives several, several hours away. Uh, So we didn't, you know, clean because we didn't feel like cleaning while our friend was here. But now we just have a messy ass apartment. And that, mm, You know how people just get like, whenever they hear a noise or something and they're like, you know, like when, how people react to like nails on a chalkboard, that's how I feel. But like when my space is too messy, there's like a very fine line between like (laughs) being not messy versus messy. And once I consider it messy, I'm like, oh my God, this is horrible. Everything sucks. I am going to break stuff. I don't, obviously. That was hyperbole, just so we're clear. Um, I'm also annoyed because my fucking bed frame is broken. And to be fair, I did have a long-term plan of getting a new one. I want to get a higher bed, like something that can be tall so we can put dressers under it because the closet space is um, not ideal for two people. But... Uh, I just wasn't planning on getting a new fucking bed frame right now. And so I'm trying to think like, should I fix this one? Should I break down and get the new one? Should I deal with this being broken and pissing me off? Not sure what to do about that. But I would just like to take a breather, take a second and talk about the topic of today's podcast, which I'm very excited to talk about because it's something that is, I would say a pretty decent important part of my life which is my spiritual practice it's like the closest thing to a religion I guess this would be my religion um and so I wanted to talk about it I do need to give my disclaimer that I always give whenever I talk about witchy stuff on the internet um which is I am not coming up here let me put my hand up do the like what do they do the thing in court I'm not coming up here and saying that this is fact and every other spiritual practice or religion or whatever is wrong, right? I'm not even doing the first half. I'm not coming up here and saying that this is a thousand percent real because I don't know. And I know that that sounds like I have a shaky faith, but I I don't. I've, while I do firmly believe in what I believe, 
I can't prove that it's real. And that's fine because I don't enjoy it based on whether or not it's real. I enjoy witchcraft based on how it makes me feel, how doing the things makes me feel connected to myself, my space, the cosmos, stuff like that. Um, the other half of my disclaimer is if you are not someone who believes in witchcraft and you think it's a whole bunch of ho- not hocus pocus, what is it? Just bogus? If you think it's just bogus. Not hocus pocus, just bogus. <laughs> That's funny. I should use that for something. I don't know when I would use that phrase, but it's, uh, cool. So, there's that. But if you think this hocus pocus is just bogus, um, cool. That's fine. I don't care though, so keep it to yourself. Because when I say I don't care, I don't say that to be like, I don't care, but prove me wrong. I sincerely, baby, let me hold your face in my hands. I don't give a fuck what your belief is on your beliefs or mine, right? As long as we're not hurting other people, don't care. So let's get started. I asked on my Instagram for you guys to give me questions to answer about this topic, and I got a lot. I got 158, and I haven't looked through all of them, but I'm going to start by answering the most, what I assume to be the most asked question based on just my scrolling through those, which is how I got into it. Now, I don't have a very clear answer on that uh, because the truth is that I was just kind of always drawn to it. Not even just the imagery of like the witch, because I have been my whole life more into the darker, I guess, stuff. You know, I love horror. We're all black. But even even when I was, you know, younger, I was still drawn to that kind of thing. I liked monsters and I was like a tomboy, whatever, whatever. But that's kind of separate. I, in addition to those things, was always drawn to things, I guess, related to spirituality or witchcraft. I don't, because again, it's not just the imagery of the witch, but an example I have is um, whenever I was in middle and high school, I would go, you know, to the mall with my friends as children do. And there's this one store, it's called Earthbound Trading Company, it's still around, still go there. Hey girl. <laughs> Uh, but they are like a boho, spiritual, it's not gonna lie, it's like a very white girl witchy kind of thing. Um, there are better, probably more qualified resources and places, which there are, I can give you some. I will, probably in this video. Um, but it's very good for beginners, that's my point. I'm not trying to drag it, because it's very good for beginners. Um, because they have a good amount, not a good amount, not like huge, but they have a good selection of books, crystals. It's just visually and sensory wise, because there's also the smells and the sights and the, and the sounds. When you enter that store, that's what I was drawn to. Not, you know, I didn't see a cauldron as a kid and, and I didn't, oh, you know, I didn't pop out of a cauldron, right? Um, I don't think that, like, witchcraft is a power that, well, that's not true. What I mean by this, let me, let me specify. 
I don't mean to say that I don't think that witchcraft is something you're born with. Like, just straight up. End of sentence. I don't think that's true. I don't think that there are just certain people who come out of the womb and they're Matilda, right? I don't think that's a thing. I think everybody has the ability to follow the practice of witchcraft because I think the entire point of it, in my opinion, because this is just opinion-based, a lot of my belief is, when it's not like something factual, it is obviously opinion-based. Um, I think that the point is that the whole thing is a journey, right? To become connected with the universe and its plan for you and for other people, right? And so when you become connected, you can maybe not manipulate things in your favor, but you have that closer connection. You're able to ask for things more directly from the universe and you're able to use the resources given to you to be able to achieve your goals when you're more in tune, right? So I think everyone is born with it. I don't know why I even said that. Oh, 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 sorry, I remember now. Sorry, it is a little early in the morning. <laughs> I say that because I wasn't just like a baby, right? And there was, I wasn't like raised by witches and I saw a cauldron and I started crawling towards it. That's not, not to say that's not a thing. That wasn't my thing. It was just something that I've always felt drawn to. And so I started to pursue it. I bought, I finally bought a book, you know, when I was in high school from the store Earthbound that I mentioned. And I have it here, which I'll talk about in a sec, because um, one of the questions that I did grab some things for, because spoilers, not spoilers, um, but fun fact, little, little fun fact behind the scenes. Um, I already recorded like 11 episodes of the podcast already and I deleted them and started over because everything was annoying me. The lighting was annoying me. My pets were annoying me. I had to kick them out of the room. Uh, my bed was annoying me. The lighting, like every, it was just, everything was annoying me. Um, so I do know that one of the questions asks about books. That's why I have them prepared, but I don't know much else. I don't know what else was asked. Um, so that's how I got into it is I was just always kind of drawn to it. And so I started to pursue it through, you know, beginner friendly books and stuff, which I will go over and then just kind of evolving from there. Um, and I will say that my journey wasn't, you know, journeys aren't just one line upward, you know, sometimes they wave, right? And that's totally fine. I've had waves. My, I had two phases really of like being into witchy stuff um one in high school and one in college and then high school and life and work and mental health got in the way but these past few months I've really been trying to get back into my practice and I feel like I've made the most progress that I've made in this whole thing you know at this point so that's how I got into it anyone can get into it in really any way, I think, as long as you're doing it respectfully and safely. And emphasis on the respectful part, because we're going to talk about that later, because I did see one of the questions asked about cultural appropriation, and I'm definitely going to talk about that because it's something very important to look out for, especially in witchcraft, because it's just kind of this thing where it's 
taking a lot of different stuff from a lot of different places. There's a lot of different subgenres, and so a lot of it can get, I'm not sure if muddled up is the most appropriate word. Somebody called me out on the last episode of the podcast because I didn't use the most appropriate adjective ever as I was talking off the dome, Lord forgive. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, let's answer another question. Let me pull it up. I got it on my phone here. My phone's charging because I have yoga in two hours and I fell asleep without plugging my phone in because I do that all the time. Anyway. Oh, yes. This question. Any books or content creators you recommend to learn more about witchcraft? Content creators is more difficult because as you get more into witchcraft, there is a lot of different subgenres just within that and then there's also religious based stuff and there's also different cultural based things so whenever i look at spiritual slash witchy content creators i try to keep the information i get from them very neutral for instance i get my information on like the current moon phase from my instagram like explore page not any particular creator but just you know Manscrim knows I'm into, the, into this stuff. Um, stuff like that to where it's like, this is a universal quote-unquote fact, right? This is not something that one person is saying based off of their experience with, say, like, hoodoo, which is, you know, different. Um, so with that, I try to be more careful. I want to get into more witch-focused content creators, um, I just don't have any that I know enough about to really, like, recommend, right? I do have some books here uh, that I will show you because I think these are good beginner books. These are really my go-to books. These are the books I use the most, even now. So, starting off with this, which is the first witch witchy book I ever got. It is called Everyday Magic uh, by Semra Haksevere, or Haksever, not entirely sure, sorry about that. But this is really good if you just know nothing, because this goes over the basics. It goes over, you know, basic tools, color correspondence, um, like sigils, the pendulum, little bit of the moon. It's a little bit of everything to get you started. Because as I mentioned, there are subgenres of witchcraft. There's green witches, um, blood witches, moon witches, eclectic art. There's a lot of subgenres. Um, and this, I feel like, gives you information that's not based on a subgenre and it's information that you can use to find what you're into as you develop more in your witch journey so that's why i like that book next uh this is for tarot i have two or three tarot books but this one is by far my favorite it is called the modern witchcraft book of tarot your complete guide to understanding the tarot. It's by Sky Alexander. Sky Alexander has done a few books like this, the Modern Witchcraft book of insert whatever thing it's on. I haven't read those ones, so I can't vouch for them. But this is my favorite tarot book that I have that I've read. And the reason why it stands out and why I reach for it in comparison to my other books is because I just feel like the interpretations of the cards go more into depth. And I also feel like it gives 
more information on the card itself and the imagery and the symbolism behind the imagery of the cards, which is something that I appreciate because currently I'm trying to learn more about the tarot and be able to go off memory rather than off a book. So I'd either get off the book and go by memory. That's something I've been working on. It's one of my big goals right now. But if you just, if you were, that's not where you're at yet, but you need a book, this book is great. Next book is a book on crystals. I will say this is not a crystal encyclopedia. It's missing a lot of stuff. This book is specifically for sig not sigil making, grid making. If you have a crystal grid, um, which I have, and I, if you've seen it in my other like vlogs or witch focused videos, it's basically like I have a flower of life, little wooden cutout, and I place crystals on it every new, you know, moon phase or zodiac season, whatever it is where I'm like, it's time to change it, you know? This is good for that. This is called the Crystal Grids Handbook. Uh, use the power of the stones for healing and manifestation. And it's by Judy Hall, who it does say she's the best-selling author of the Encyclopedia of Crystals. So this one's not a full encyclopedia, but apparently she's made one. <laughs> But yeah, this one gives you a lot of ideas on how to position your grid as well as grid basics, the benefits, stuff like that. Um, and it's just very helpful. It gives you different shapes, gives you different, I mean, it's, gui it's a guide. It's a handbook, you know, it's, it helps. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out a way to say that without like, repeating myself too much. So I will just say that it's a handbook on grids and it's great. The final book I pulled is 12,000 dreams interpreted by Gustavus Hindman Miller. Um, this one I don't use too, too often because I don't dream very often. I know someone's about to come in here and be like, actually you dream all the time. You just don't remember it or whatever that like fun fact is or whatever the REM, whatever, whatever level of sleep you need to be at. I know that there's sleep science, right? I'm not a sleep scientist. So I say that I really don't dream very often, but oh God, am I about to say this on the internet? I'm about to say this on the internet and I really hope people hear it and go, oh my God, me too. And not, oh my God, that's a sign of schizophrenia or something, you know? But a lot of the times, whenever I dream, it's something, God, I know how this sounds, guys. I know how this sounds, but I'll, I'll just spit it out. It's something that usually happens in the future. It is usually a, because everyone dreams differently. My dreams are POV, right? They're from my eyeballs. And it's usually, if it's not a scary dream, which I do have, um, honestly, majority of my dreams are bad dreams whenever I remember them. But there are dreams that I have where it feels like a snippet of my life, but something I haven't seen yet. So it'll be from my eyes and someone I know will be there, whether it be my girlfriend or my dog, there will be a place or a person I can recognize and something's happening that feels very normal and like it's just coming out of real life, but it doesn't match my life. Um, funny enough, I had a lot of these when I was in my last relationship 
and I've been getting a lot of deja vu as I'm having these moments with my girlfriend because they were dreams that I had, you know, months and months ago that I woke uh, that I woke up from and I went, oh, well, that's weird because uh, there was, I had a girlfriend in that. That's so weird. And it's not just the fact that I had a girlfriend, right? It's a very specific scenario. It's me walking down the street with my girlfriend and our friends and someone saying something and we're just, we're in the spot that the dream happened and it's just like, holy shit, I fucking dreamed that this would happen. Um, so now that I have said one of the, <laughs> I, I don't like to use like the word crazy, but now that I've said, you know, one of the most, I guess, interesting things that I've admitted on the internet, I'm really hoping people relate to that um, because it happens to me a lot. Anyway, let's look for a new question because those are the books. Oh, duh, I didn't even really talk about this book. But, I mean, it's pretty straightforward. 12,000 Dreams Interpreted. It's alphabetized, so if I had a dream where someone was chasing me with a pitchfork, go to the P section, look, pitchfork. Um, and I will say this one's not the best because it doesn't have every single interpretation of every single thing you could see in a dream, but also like, yeah, that, that would be a big fucking book, right? But those are my book recommendations. So let's see. Ooh. Um, someone asked, have I ever done a love slash bound spell? I'm not, or what? I haven't. <laughs> Sorry, my brain went faster than my mouth with that. I have not because I am not the kind of person that likes to mess with things I don't understand. I know quite a few people have asked if I do deity work and I have not because quite frankly, I, I know I don't trust myself to do that at this point in time and do it correctly and safely. And with something like that, when you're, you know, opening doors to higher beings that you don't really know and you don't really understand, I avoid that. So that's why I haven't done, that feels unrelated, but it's not. But that's why I haven't done like a love spell. I've done like a detachment spell, you know, like candle work kind of stuff. But with something as strong as like a love spell, don't want to do that. Don't really want to mess with that when I just don't have the, all the information that I would need for that. But I also don't, my love life is great, so I don't really need one. <laughs> um, but even when it wasn't good, I, I really, no, I've never done a love spell. <laughs> Let's see, what else is there? A lot of it is asking how people can get into it. Um... I mean, I gave the book recommendations, but also looking online, there are a way you can like, I feel like it's kind of hard for people that, you know, when you're trying to get into something new, but you don't know exactly what you're looking for. So you just search up like the word and it's like every single thing, you know, you can't just go to Instagram and look up which, and then like find what you need. Granted you can, it's just not the most efficient. Um, if you want specifically online resources, I would say use like phrases. So I would look up 
on Instagram, hashtag spell jar or like, um, God, I had to look something up recently. I think I looked up Venus being in retrograde because it was recently things like that, because then you can find, you know, if somebody made a visual guide on their Instagram and then you can click their page and see if you like that specific creator. So there's that. There's that option. Um, also going to places in, okay, if you're looking on a map, witch shop isn't really a thing. If you're like, I want to go to a witch shop, you have to look up the term metaphysical store, metaphysical shop. Um, but the workers there know their shit. They don't hire people that don't know stuff. <laughs> um, so definitely them. They're always great. But yeah, and also the books that I mentioned. And you don't have to get the books that I mentioned, like only those books, because again, I don't know if this is again, because I don't know if I've said this yet, actually, but I think a very important part of the practice is how personal it is, because it's, again, your personal connection and journey in the world and with the world. So it's hard to give a real clear-cut answer, because a lot of my brain is like, you just got to figure it out. Like You just have to do it. <laughs> But I understand that that's not helpful. Let's see. Ooh, somebody asked favorite tarot card. Okay. From memory? Ooh. Four of Wands is pretty good. But there's also the Ace of Wands. I like the Wands house a lot. But I'm also going off of my limited memory knowledge of tarot because, again, I'm trying to learn from memory, but I don't have all 78 cards memorized. So maybe I can't answer that one yet. But when I figure it out, I'll get back to you. I do love the High Priestess, actually. I do love that card. Let's see. Next question. Ooh. Do you think welcome mats invite spirits into your home and what other things can do that? That's a very good question because it's something that I actually didn't know until recently, but my girlfriend told me about it because she is a firm believer in not having just those general things saying welcome in particular. I am not that, I don't know the right word. I don't think I believe that 100%, but I also don't know because I'm trying to think of like, Oh, well, yeah, I'm sure I had welcome mats in my house as a kid. Yeah, I also had spiritual encounters in that house. So, like, really, what do I know? I don't. Um, it's something that since learning it, I have, you know, thought of avoiding it. But that's also... It's tricky because there's overlap, sort of, with, like, witchcraft and actual spirits like the spirit world there is the overlap there um but that's not a witch specific thing it's more it's like a general paranormal thing and while i am obsessed with the paranormal i don't have every answer to it um so i'm not sure because it's really hard to say what can and can't invite someone in for me i avoid anything out loud, I don't say, you know, cause I have, I have, um, an ancestral shrine on my altar and I try to make it very clear in my brain. I don't talk out loud. I don't like talking out loud because I, I feel like that's a very direct invite, which I don't like. 
Um, so I try to say in my head when I'm talking directly that it's, this is who this is for. And my camera is going out of focus every fucking four seconds. And it is annoying me. And I do think it's this god awful sunset lamp. But it's that or we sit in the dark. <laughs> That's not annoying at all. Um, I really don't know. To answer the question about the welcome mats, I'm cautious around them, but I'm not at this point with 1000% certainty. Like, I, I don't feel like I can say, like, they do straight up invite things. But it's also hard because you don't know what a spirit can take as an invitation, really. The spirit world is happening on kind of on top of ours, at least in my opinion. It's just a different realm, but it's still here. And it's happening in the same place at the same time, just in a different place. So it's hard to say, right? I don't really have the answer to that. I don't have the answer to every question. I don't have the answer to a lot of questions because I'm still, I guess, more of an adolescent in my journey. A bit of an apprentice, I guess you could say. Not adolescent. <laughs> Let's see. Ooh. How do you incorporate your craft into your everyday life? This is a good one. Oh, I've been kind of struggling with this habit recently. I get out of it. Excuse me, I had a burp. I do get out of this habit on weekends. I would like to make this a weekend thing as well. But something I do right in the mornings is I do my tarot just straight up. Um, like really right when I wake up. And then after that, I place uh, the card I pulled for the day. I'll place it on my altar. It's like a little, you know, reminder of my goal for the day and a thank you as well. And I also, I will light the candle that's on my ancestral shrine and I'll talk to them for a little bit, do a little prayer. Um, but I would say every single day, I don't incorporate practice into my life. There are times where I do. I incorporate it a lot with my plant work and like the crystals that I place around the house and cleaning my house. Um, I would say, yeah, my house and my plantiness is when and where I incorporate it the most. Um, but you can incorporate witchiness into a lot of stuff you do because I'm going to say this a lot, but in my opinion, the point of it is your connection with the universe and the things that it provides. So I feel like connecting with nature in particular is a really good way, um, but also caring for yourself and your environment and animals. Um, but that's, again, my opinion. <laughs> also, there is the things like, you know, color correspondence because every weekday is associated with a color. Um, I used to do that. I don't do that now because I have, you know, a pretty set aesthetic for my clothing. So I don't do that. Um, I do, you know, if the moon is telling me certain things, like we recently had the Lion's Gate and the moon in Leo, which I set personal goals for during that time. Stuff like that um, is how I incorporate it every day. Alrighty. Ooh, somebody asked if you can manifest something through witchcraft. Yeah. I think you can. I think I think that manifestation is a real thing. Um, I don't... There are people that know a lot more about it than I do because I don't try to manifest too, too much. I would say the most I try to manifest is like... 
just a good headspace and like or general organization to be honest there's not a lot in my life that i feel like i need to manifest but i do believe in manifesting and i do think that witchcraft can help because again it's just that connection with the universe i think that a lot of witchcraft is in a way manifesting because you're kind of talking to the universe and you're asking favors from it and you're taking what it gives you um and you can you know take with that how you will i realized that was not a complete sentence i just re i realized as i was saying it i was like i don't have the complete sentence to this because i don't have the full answer to that sorry i'm not a fucking grand master witch I'm just some person doing it in my apartment. <laughs> I do, oh, somebody asked if I love black cats. I do, actually. It's um in a few months. Gonna get one. Very excited. Very excited. Probably gonna get one. I really want a black cat, um, but we are waiting a bit because we got Nobu a few months ago. And so I just kind of want there to be more of like a chill period before I'm like, okay, let's get another. Because I know that I have the personality to where I, right when I discover I like something, I'm like immediately like, I need to get all into it, know everything about it. Um, and that can, I also have a collector's mentality. So I have to put effort in not collecting animals. Thank God I don't, because that would just be very bad. <laughs> but... Um, yes, it is in the plan. I do love black cats, and it's in the plan to adopt one. Ooh, somebody asked if there are different sects of witchcraft, and how are they different? I already kind of went over, like, the subgenres. There's, you know, the green witch, the eclectic witch, moon witch. There are, there are a lot of different subgenres. The way they differ is, I guess the way I would say it is they differ in how they interact with the universe you know moon witches obviously rely a lot on the moon and its benefits and its powers and how it interacts with the other planets and how it affects things on our planet and so they act according to the moon really but there are also the green witches which focus more on like actual nature there are eclectic witches, which I think is what I would be, which is kind of a little bit of everything. So, yeah. They really they really just defer in, I guess, how they get their message across. Because I think witchcraft can be seen as a message to and from, again, the universe, which is the buzzword for this video, for this podcast. Uh, but it is true. The different sects are just different in how they communicate with the universe and how they work with its resources and stuff. Ooh, somebody said, how can you ensure safety when just starting out? Don't try something because you don't know about it. And that's something that's hard for me to say because I'm very much a, I'm going to pick this thing up and I'm going to figure it out as I go. And that's going to be fine. I do that a lot with um, crafts, you know, like my fabric work, collage, like all that stuff. I don't really know anything about that. I just figure it out as I go. I wouldn't say witchcraft is a very figure it out as you go thing because to ensure safety, I think you need to know what you're doing before you do it because as we kind of talked about, it's so easy 
to accidentally manifest the wrong thing or invite the wrong thing. I don't even like talking about it out loud. <laughs> That's how you can ensure uh, safety is if you don't know about it, don't talk about it. Because everything has energy and you don't want the wrong energy. That's why I haven't done deity work because I don't want to do the wrong thing. I don't make want to make the wrong connection and I'm moving on because I don't even like to talk about it. I'm just a very... And if you're a listener, I'm just closed mouth holding my finger up. Like my pointer finger doing like the shush thing. That's me. <laughs> With this practice in particular, just because I've had paranormal experiences before, um, and I know how scary things can be when you have the wrong kind of presence or connection there. Um, so my advice to ensure safety is stay the fuck away from it if you don't know about it. If you want to learn about it, do it through somebody that knows what they're doing. Take a lot of notes beforehand. I would, if you can, have a actual person with you while you do it. I know that's not the easiest. But yeah, just be cautious and don't talk to things if you don't know what it is. And don't talk just out because you don't know what's listening. <laughs> Anyway, ooh, somebody asked, how do you personally like to connect with your oracle slash tarot decks? I don't have any oracle decks. I personally just don't know how they work, and I am more of a tarot-focused and tarot-interested person. The way I connect with them is, I can actually, I'll grab a deck and I'll show you. I have the inversion tarot. I've had some people on my Instagram ask whenever I post my reading what deck I have. It's called the Inversion Tarot. But the way I connect with a deck is whenever I get it, I will spend a lot of time shuffling and talking to it. Again, I try to talk more in my head because that's just what I like to do. I kind of like just having that mental barrier between the rest, me and the rest of everything. Uh, but what I like to do to, I don't know if this does anything. It just makes me feel better, right? So take it with a grain of salt. But what I like to do is whenever I want to get to know a deck, I guess you could say, is I think a very important part is having the deck connect with your energy and the deck having your energy as you work with it. Right, because everything has energy and energy can transfer to and from and you can connect with different energies. So what I'll like to do is I will hold it kind of tightly in my hands and I'll shuffle it around a little bit and I'll be, if it's a newer deck, I'll, you know, say some stuff about myself in my head as I'm shuffling. Um, I'll talk about my intentions with the deck. You know, I usually, whenever I do my daily reading, I always am like, Here's my plan for the day, but girl, what's, what is my plan for the day? You tell me what I should look out for or if there's anything particular I need to know from you, right? I, I know that this is not a correct way of thinking, quote unquote correct way, right? Because 
energies can move. They're not just tied to a physical thing. But I do think it's important to have a physical connection with your deck. I know that there are the people that do the online tarot readings. And I don't think that those are illegitimate. Um, because I know that energy is, again, not bound to one place. But for me personally, with where I'm at in my practice, I just like to build that physical connection to tie in with my energetic connection. So yeah, that's how I like to connect to my deck is I also, I will, if you're okay with it, I like to tell my deck um, that it's okay to be a little bit harsh to me, you know, if that makes sense, because sometimes it's going to tell you something that you know but you didn't want to hear it, but it's going to tell you anyway, girl, it will, it will. <laughs> I remember when I was, hmm, should I say that story? It's not problematic. Um, it's just something to do with a past relationship where I was really conflicted and I knew the answer in my head, but I knew how hard that answer was going to be to do because the answer was leave the relationship. So I asked the tarot, I did like a whole thing, not just like a one card pull, but I did a whole layout thing for this specific trouble. And it gave me the exact answer I had in my head. And I was like, well, I did tell you to lay it to me straight, but fucking A, <laughs> doesn't make it easy. But that's how I like to connect to my deck. <laughs> okay, ooh, somebody, Somebody said, I'm interested in doing an altar like yours, but I have no clue where to start. Um, so they asked to explain how you set up your altar, what it's used for, when you change it, and etc. Fuck yeah, I'll talk about my altar. Are you kidding me? I need to edit. I actually just upgraded my altar, um, and I filmed the process, and I need to edit that. So watch out for that video. But an altar is basically, you know how like a wood shopper or like a potter, you know how people that do crafts have like craft stations, tool stations, a workspace. That's basically a witch's workspace is the altar because it has, I mean, again, guys, this is all take it with a grain of salt because there are many different ways you can do many different things. But from what I know, it is the most common practice to have one set space, right? You can have several mini stations. I know that people have their portable altars. I don't have one of those. I have the one in my house. Um, but it's just good for holding your supply. It's good for setting, like, not necessarily like, it's good for good vibes, you know, because I don't mean that. But it is, for me, where I keep my tarot and where I do my crystal grid and where I have all of my oils. And it's all of the stuff that I use to ensure that I am on my path and that I'm doing good, right? In both life and in the practice. So that space ensures that through the energy that is held on it, through the items that's held on it, through how it's used. It's just a good workspace and it doesn't need to be any particular size. There's not one thing you need to have an altar because I know you mentioned wanting to like have one. I would actually say, especially if you're starting out, um, a portable altar is actually a pretty good idea. While it does limit like what you carry because usually it's like an Altoid 
or like those mints, you know, one of those like metal tins is where I see a lot of the portable altars. Um, and they'll do, you know, a few crystals, a sigil, some small things that they can use. I feel like that's a good place to start, but I would just look at the altar as your space to use and build from. And so the stuff on it and really how you use it is based on you and your intentions in your practice. So, excuse me. Oh my gosh. I feel like I'm really burpy. Realistically, I'm probably not that burpy, but I just feel like I am. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's a little bit on altars. How do you deal with not understanding, or sorry, how do you deal with judgmental people not understanding witchcraft? I don't. You know that disclaimer I said, how I said that I don't care if you don't believe it? I'm serious. I don't care because you not believing in it doesn't affect my life or my practice. Um, and you can say what you want. It doesn't matter to me. I really, I don't know why I'm so, I think it's just because of like, it's my personal belief and my personal belief isn't harming another person or telling someone what to or not to do. You know, it's a very personal thing. And I think that's why I don't let people, let judgmental people bother me about it because I'm like, well, <laughs> cool. It's still my thing and I'm still going to do it because I like doing it. That's how I deal with it is honestly, I don't, I just don't put up with it. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> okay. Ooh, favorite metaphysical stores in the Austin area. Let's go Austinite. Okay. So let's see. Um, obviously the big one is nature's treasures. That's if you need a crystal, if you need a new deck, that's usually where you can get that. It's the huge rock depot off 35. It's great. Um, there is also my personal favorite, which is Yarrow and Sage. I had to take a breath because I love Yarrow and Sage so much. They're the ones that host the Austin Witches Market. They're awesome. They have a lot more, it's less, they do have like crystals and decks and stuff, but it's a lot more actual witchy resources made by witches. They sell a lot of like small businesses ran by witches for witches. So like they have, you know, the oils, they have bath stuff that people have made. They have like the mojo kits. That's a very much, it's nature's treasure is nature's treasures is I feel like a very beginner store. Um, next level I would say is Yarrow and Sage. After that, I would say, I, I really am, I'm going in levels just cause it's easiest. Um, there is also, oh my God, I'm blinking on the name of it. <gasps> Why am I blinking on the name of it? It's the one, I think it's on Ben White. I have to look, I have to look because how am I forgetting its name? Give me a sec. Ancient Mysteries. Ancient Mysteries. Ancient Mysteries um, I like because it has a lot of, it's very herb focused, which is very good, but it is for people that kind of know what they're doing. There's not a lot of beginner stuff there. Um, that is, I would say, a level above Yarrow and Sage just in the sense of like, you're there to get a candle for the altar that you have for your deity, right? That's the stuff you get for that kind of thing. And then I would say on the same level, if not even higher, actually, no, I'm not going to put it at a higher level. I'll put it at the same level. 
Um, this is City Alchemist. It's on 5th Street. They do a little bit more darker magic. That's where you can buy like real human bones for your practice, which I don't do because I don't want to and I don't know enough about that to want to. But if that's where you're at, you can buy ethically sourced human bones. They are very expensive, but you can. But yeah, they're cool too. Um, and they also have very informed employees. I found a lot of these places, especially where it's like a more intermediate to advanced, they know a lot, um, especially at Ancient Mysteries and City Alchemist. Yarwin Sage, they still know stuff. Um, Nature's Treasures, they still know stuff. But it is more of that basic-y kind of stuff. Not a diss. Not a diss. Nothing wrong with being basic. I love you guys. But, you know... There are some people that just know more and they work at the places for people that know more. But there's that. Ooh, what's your favorite crystal slash favorite way to cleanse yourself slash crystals? Good question. My favorite crystals. I like green adventuring. I like celestite a lot. Um, I like rose aura quartz. And, of course, Rose Quartz. Hmm. Those are the ones I use a lot. I use Citrine a lot, actually, as well. Um, yeah, I would say those are my favorite. I mean, obviously, you can't go wrong with, like, an Amethyst, you know? So I would say those are my favorites. Um, the way I cleanse... I don't cleanse myself. Actually, I should. I should start doing that. Um, I am more of a cleanse my space kind of person, so I'll do, like, a house cleansing kit. Oh, I am blinking on the store. There's a store that sells house cleansing kits in Austin to follow back, follow up with that person from that previous question. I don't remember the name of that store, though. My apologies on that, but, you know, there are people that sell house cleansing kits. Um, I cleanse particular items with incense. I don't use sage. I did make the mistake as I'm gonna, I'm gonna get into cultural appropriation. I've made the mistake of smudging and using sage, which using sage itself isn't like a cardinal sin, I don't think, but it's something I personally just avoid. I'm an incense cleanser, um, but I also have a crystal cleansing oil, which I got the recipe from my crystal grids handbook so another shout out on that book but yeah that's how i cleanse and those are my favorite crystals and now my nose is a little bit itchy so if you're watching me i'm not itching my nose okay Ooh, do you think witchy practices can coexist with other religions like christianity um Technically, yeah. I th ooh, fart. My camera's gonna die. Why did I say ooh, fart? I'm gonna change my battery and then answer that question. <laughs> As I was saying, I think that, yes, uh, I do think that witchy practices can coexist with other religions on like a base level. I think that <laughs> I think that they can coexist from like excuse me, oh my god, I burped again. 
Um, I think that they can coexist on the witchy side of it because I know that there are a lot of witches like me where it's like, you do your thing, I'm going to do mine, and I don't give a fuck, right? Because this is what I believe, this is what you believe. Um, I would say just based on experience, and I know that there are going to be the Christians that say, I'm a Christian and, you know, or I'm a Christian, but we don't do this, whatever, whatever. And that's fine. You're not that Christian. Congrats, right? But there are a lot of, I guess, God-based faiths, right? Where they believe in one person. Um, have the track record of enforcing their religion over others, right? So I think that witches can coexist <laughs> with others because our whole thing is, you know, connectivity to the universe. And if there's a deity, right, then there's that. But it's kind of just our own lane kind of thing. But I feel like with someone, I'm using Christians because this person used Christianity as an example and because Christianity is very common. Um, but a lot of people of that faith are very much like God is real and God is God and he is the only thing out there. He is the religion, right? So hard, a little hard to coexist with those kind of people, but I think it's possible um, and on a base level, day-to-day -day life, absolutely we coexist. Let's see. In what form do messages from the universe come to you? That is an awesome question. Honestly, through luck, I would say. Um, and my tarot. My tarot for sure, because that's how I connect with her. When I, if I ever am like her, capital H, it's the universe, right? Um, so usually through tarot, but also through luck, I would say. And usually those things will intertwine. So I'll have good card pulls and will also have a good day. So I guess the answer is actually just tarot not through luck because me having a good day isn't the message the message was through the tarot and the good day was like proof of that message so my tarot <laughs> hmm Ooh, any online shops you'd suggest getting things from i have not online witch shopped in a while just because austin does have a lot of great resources and i do like buying those kind of things in person but if you're an online person, Etsy or a similar site to where it's somebody doing their own thing and making their own product as a person or a small business rather than an entity like Earthbound, you know, no shade, but also that is shade. Love you, girl. Um, kind of commodifying and just making money off of like very basic things, you know, because I've seen at stores like the crystal kits, right, where it's like, here are the crystals associated with your birth sign. And it's like, yeah, it's not that that's incorrect, but it's also like, gee, thanks, I just paid $15 for a fucking tiger's eye and crystal cords that are this big, you know? So definitely, I would say independent online sellers, such as Etsy or, you know, something similar. Let's do, should we do a few more questions? 
trying to find... Trying to find a question I haven't answered or a question that like I want to answer, you know, just from my, from my scrolling. Ooh, thoughts on intentions. Is there a specific way you need to set them? Are all intentions valid, etc.? Ooh, interesting. I think that all intentions are valid, but within that, I think that I'm trying to think of how I can word this. I'm a big believer in universal karma, right? So I think that all intentions are valid in the sense that you can set an intention and that intention can come true if, you know, you've worked and manifested it and it's paid off, right? All that shit, right? You can set a bad intention. You can set an intention to hurt another person. And I think it can come through, come true. My issue with that, or not issue with that, the issue... Okay, yeah, let me just um, say that it wasn't the right word and then use it again, for sure. The thing with that is universal karma. I think if you set an intention that has bad intentions and it comes through, I think, wait for that luck to come back to you, uh, because it will. <laughs> um... A specific way I set intentions. I write a lot. I journal a lot. I love my journal. Um, so I'll set intentions through sigil making, through to-do lists, through tarot work, stuff like that. A lot of writing-based things. God, I forgot. I forgot I have to talk as I'm searching for the... For the... Um, questions to read. Oh my goodness, this person asked a lot. Hold on, let me scan them. How often do you practice? I try to practice at least a little bit every day, um, and then I'll have certain days where I do take more time out and have dedicated practice time. Um, so a little bit every day, but with those dedicated days every once every like week to every other week. Do you ever struggle with staying consistent and motivated? I do, particularly on weekends, because I have to set very strict weekday routines for myself for me to get things done. And on the weekend, I don't like to do that. I just want to relax. Um, so I do break my consistency there, and it's hard to get back into it when the week starts again, but I usually do. Um... <laughs> Somebody said, how come kangaroo isn't mentioned in the Bible? Dunno. <laughs> but that's funny, and I didn't know that. Um, okay, we're gonna, we're gonna tackle this one. Not tackle, but we're going to approach... Oh, I didn't realize that this was... Um, one of my mutuals asked me this. I didn't realize that. What's up? <laughs> I don't know why I just did that hand signal, but um, they asked... How do you avoid cultural appropriation, examples, sage, uh, sage replacements, Wicca, etc.? And that's something I've been, you know, kind of hinting at this whole time because, as mentioned, there's a lot of pieces to witchcraft that come from other things that 
shouldn't have been used because of the culture that it comes from, right? Unfortunately, there is a lot of appropriation within witchcraft, especially within white witchcraft, like white basic witchcraft, because it's just like, oh yeah, we're going to take our sage and we're going to do our cleanse and we're not going to care about the intention or where sage comes from or anything like that. That's why, honestly, I am of the opinion that this is a very long journey. I think witchcraft takes a long time because there's a lot to navigate. Um, it's why I don't delve into too many new things because I don't know, or I don't delve into new things until I do know, or I am told where they come from. Um, because there are a lot of things where it's a particular, like, I don't like using the evil eye because that's not from a culture or a religion I'm very familiar with. And I don't feel comfortable doing that. Um, smudging, it's a closed practice from indigenous people don't do that. Stuff like that where it's hard because especially when you're starting out, there's not a written rule book. Honest, maybe there is. And if there is, I would like to read it. <laughs> but there's not one source that you can go to that says, don't use this because it comes from this culture and they want, you know, that's their thing. Please leave that, right? So it's hard. But a lot of it is going and getting the information yourself, whether it be through book or I find it easiest to find that kind of thing online. It's a lot easier to write a book of things you can do than it is to sell a book of things you shouldn't do, if that makes sense. Whereas on the internet, it's a lot easier to find the sources of like, hey, this is where this came from. This is why we don't really do this etc. So I think it's very much on the individual. I've made the mistake of doing things. I've made the mistake of using white sage and of smudging because I was just following something I bought and I didn't know and I had to be corrected and I haven't done it since. But that's why it's on the person initially, right, to learn that information. I think you should try to learn that information before you do something. If you make the mistake of not seeking the information and just going for it, I think there is also a responsibility amongst other witches. This, that's how I was told that I was doing things wrong is because other witches saw me doing it. But there is that responsibility to be like, hey, we don't really do that. Here's why. <laughs> um, and when I say like, that it's their responsibility or like that witches kind of have that responsibility. I don't, I'm trying to think of a way to say that. Well, no, because I mean what I said, but I don't want people to take that as like every single witch needs to, you know, be diligently watching this and that. And I also don't want that to sound like me saying that like, Oh, it's, the people from that culture that they, oh, if they don't want it appropriated, they should have told me because that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying it is like a helpful witch thing to do that. But yeah, honestly, it's hard, especially in more commodified, more um, accessible sources for witchcraft and things like that. Again, like Earthbound and, you know, there are some places, I think Urban... 
Um, trying to think of other stores. There are other places where they sell things that are for specific people or have info from specific cultures, specific groups of people that shouldn't be public access or not public access, but they should be reserved for only that culture or that group of people. And they're not. And that's something that is a problem and something we need to look out for because I'm not trying to appropriate anything. I feel like I've said that before. I'm not trying to offend anyone. I'm not trying to appropriate anything. I am just here on earth and I'm trying to figure out earth's plan with me, I guess. <laughs> but I feel like that's a good place to end this episode of the podcast where I talk all about witchcraft. If you liked it, go ahead and give it a like. That'd be pretty cool. Um, let me know you guys' thoughts. I didn't address everything. There's so much I could have. Um, but yeah, got to keep it a little limited for time's sake. Oh, okay. No, boo. That's cool. He just, instead of going around my tripod, he just like went through it. <laughs> but yeah, thank you for watching or listening this podcast. If you're watching, go ahead and give it a like. If you're listening, uh, giving it like a high rating on Spotify would be kind of cool. I don't know. You could maybe even share it with someone. Uh, but yeah, like, comment, surprise, 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 like, comment, subscribe, um, rate, share, whatever. Do it, please. <laughs> and I will see you next time. And Nobu is uh, blinding himself with the light now. He just was staring directly into it. So I'm going to go stop him from doing that. Bye.